The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett and David Johnson. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. We both are for the Ole Miss Spirit on Spirit.com and affiliate of 247 Sports. Today's guest on Talk of Champions is Ben Brown for his weekly Frontline View segment after Ole Miss beats up on Tulane 61-21 to to move to 3-0. and And now after the off week comes Alabama. So Ben Brown coming up in just a little bit. David, what's up, man? How you doing, Ben? How you doing? This is your bye week, man. Does it feel like a bye week? Yeah, well, is it? No, no, no. But I am taking Saturday <laughs> off, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Saturday, uh, Saturday off, man. I think I'm going to go watch Delta State and Jackson State play. Um, just, uh, I think that's intriguing. Delta State's got a good football team. Jackson State's got a good football team, and uh, you know, but my wife's looking at me like I'm crazy because, uh, well. You know, you're, you're you're taking a day off and you're going to a football game. No, no, you're not. You're not doing that. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, you're not going to win that battle if she decides to dig her heels in on that one. Sorry, buddy, it's over. Yeah, we may stay home and watch uh, PBS Antique Roadshow or something. I love Antique Roadshow. Oh, I do too, man. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I pull it up on YouTube all the time. I mean, that's something that my mom got me into a while back. And, yeah, I'm totally into antiques. Look, man, you you never know what somebody's going to bring in there. And uh, I, I don't know. I just find it very interesting. Well, my mom but, was a yard uh, sailor. We my mom was a yard sailor. We she used to take me to these places. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, it's, it's off week. It's off week. What do you expect? What do you expect? You actually have already talked to Lane Kiffin. Well, no, you haven't. This is Wednesday. You talked to Lane Kiffin today. Uh, yeah. You've I talked know. to players. What have we learned? Have we learned anything yeah. over there? Have they done anything that's interesting? Yeah, you know what? That's a great question. I, I think we've learned that their confidence level is through the roof. I mean, you know, Jerry Ely, who's never been short on confidence yesterday. I mean, what does Jerry say? I don't believe there's anybody that can beat us. And you know what? You know what? Jerry is 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 full of confidence. He's a smart kid too. I mean, you know. If you're asking somebody on the team to assess the situation, he's a perfect guy. They are full of confidence. They are not going to Alabama thinking, hey, 
We can play with these guys. They're going to Alabama thinking we're going to beat these guys. And and to me, I mean, even if you go back to 2014 and 2015, I still think even after Ole Miss beat Alabama, there was a little bit of element of disbelief. It's not that way with this team, Ben. This team is, you know, for lack of a better word, cocky. They're cocky. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean, they they watch film of what they do offensively. And and really and truly, you know, I don't think we've given that defensive performance Saturday against Tulane enough credit. That was an SEC quality offense. The defense shut them out in the second half. Stifled them to 21 points, and you can't hang all 21 of those points on the Ole Miss defense. They had a short field one time, a couple of penalties that were kind of bogus that, that aided some two-lane drives. Man, this is, i got to say, this is the best Ole Miss football team I've ever covered. Offensively, I've never seen anything like this, Ben. Yeah, offensively. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know who's second, to be honest with you, because I could pick the Chad Kelly teams or maybe point to a Bo Wallace team. But honestly, as far as up and down mm-hmm. and – Depth wise, yeah. I don't think that there's a better offense. Defensively, there there have been better teams, but offensively, no. Yeah, but this defense, I think, is more than adequate for this offense to carry oh, this team to some unprecedented heights in the modern era of Ole Miss football. And uh, you know, yeah, you know, we're we're probably going to get accused of being homers a little bit, but I, I'm trying to be as honest as I can. I have never seen an offense move football like this ever. Well, I, I look at it this that, way. That Tulane game back a couple years ago under Matt Luke, that's probably like, what, 26 to 21 at halftime? Or under Hugh Freeze yeah, even. Yeah. I mean, we, we forget because of how great the highs were that they yeah. lost to Memphis, right? They went and lost that game inexplicably. They lost some really tough games like that. This team has not allowed a Tulane or an Austin P or even a Louisville to be in the game. There's been times when it's gotten a little tight. Maybe it was a touchdown, but that was early. Every single time, every opportunity they had to stretch the game back out and show that they were the dominant team, or that they were the better team in some meaningful way in game, they've done that. And I think that's the biggest difference yeah. for me is that we knew they were good. We thought they were good. They've done nothing to temper those expectations, even defensively after the Austin P game when you're saying, oh, wait a second. Uh, maybe defensively they're showing more like they were a couple years ago or last year, and the outlier is going to be Louisville. Well, then it's just a short week because it gets Tulane, they dominate. Look, I mean, you look at Louisville, who knocked off Central Florida on Saturday. <clears throat> pretty good football team. Not a great football team. Pretty good football team that Ole Miss blew the fenders off of. Austin P knocked off Chattanooga, who played Tennessee tough on Saturday. I mean, I know they're an FCS team but another team you dominated that could end up in the FCS playoffs, you know, by the time all said and done this year. And then Tulane, if Oklahoma's a third-ranked team in the country, which I do not think they are. No. They were within a play or so of knocking off Oklahoma and Norman. And you destroyed Tulane. Look, I mean, this is a juggernaut of an offensive team. I do not think Alabama's going to be much more successful than anybody else in slowing them down. Obviously, the question is, can can the Ole Miss defense slow down Alabama enough that Ole Miss is able to leave Tuscaloosa with a victory? And, uh, I, you know, I, let me say this. 
I'm not to the point where I'm predicting Ole Miss to go into Tuscaloosa and win that game, but I would not be at all surprised if they did. And if they do, we've talked about this before on this podcast. I mean, man. All bets are off. It's the rest of the way. You're just guarding against yourself if you win that game. You're guarding against yourself. Because if you can beat them over there, you can beat anybody. Well, Ole Miss is back in that place where there's not a single team you don't think they can beat. And the last time it was like that was, I guess, 2016, 15-16, where they yeah. go into a weekend and you say, yeah, they can beat that team. And it doesn't seem fantastical. It doesn't seem like it, it's it's – a fairy tale in any kind of way that you're just saying this to blow smoke. Not that we would do that to begin with, but that this is the first season where it's like well, that. And it's happened so quickly though, is what I'm getting at. You know, it's not like Ole Miss has slowly been building to this point. They were in a really bad way a couple of years ago. Last year, they go five and five in an all SEC schedule, beat Indiana in the Outback Bowl. And it's not like there was this huge influx of talent. There, there was an influx of talent, but a lot of what, made them good was guys returning and realizing their potential under a non-archaic offense like an Elijah Moore, like a Matt Corral who was going to transfer. How has it gotten to this place so quickly, though? If you think about it, it's pretty remarkable. Well, the, 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 the players were here. I mean, I mean, the players were here. And, and you know, you can say what you want to about the, the previous staff. And, and Lord knows they, they have a lot to be criticized for. But – you know, they recruited well, They, they uh, particularly offensively. The pieces were here. You just needed a guy like Lane Kiffin and a guy like Jeff Levy to come here and go, okay, these are the pieces on the chessboard, and they're some mighty good pieces. We've got to put them in the right places, and they have. So they needed competency they in the coaching department, not from the recruiting department. They needed coaches that could come in and utilize what yeah. they had. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the way this, this book reads, right? I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, Matt Corral, right now, is probably the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. No, he is. He's the betting favorite as of today. He sat on the bench for for eight games in 2019. How does that happen? Rich Rod's yeah. offense. Uh, and, and Rich Rod's offense. Yeah, and I think a different offense. And I think Ross Bjork admitted it too that he was um, trying to help Matt Luke in some way because Matt wanted to hire Will Hall, and he was helping him in some way to encourage him to hire Rich Rod. Golly, man! Uh, the one thing that you can't say enough about Keith Carter is he makes his hires and lets those hires do their jobs. Right, staying the hell out of yeah, the way. No doubt about it. That's what you got to be as, a, no as an AD. Yeah, you make the choices, you make the big moves, but let your guys coach. And he went out and determined that Lane Kiffin was his guy. And for this program, we've talked about the unique marriage so many times. I don't want to kind of rehash old ground here, but Lane Kiffin was perfect for this job. And um, I think that's a big part of why they are good now. And it happened so quickly because, yes, recruiting was good enough and there were some really talented pieces but guys that are actually helping them impact winning, Matt Corral, obviously, but also like in the margins, Miles Battle, for example. Miles Battle was leaving. He was gone, and now he's helping you at cornerback. He's not a starter, but he's helping you. So guys that could look at what they had and determine the best place for these guys, because there's been some moves where you go, wait a second, why is he doing this with this guy? Well, oh, then he starts performing. Oh, 
That makes sense. Well, to me, it all comes down to play calling. I have never seen, and look, we're not in the headsets. We don't know what's going on in game between Lane and Jeff Levy, but uh, the two of them working together, I mean, it's lethal for college football. It, it is just amazing. I mean, I can't say enough about what we set up there in that press box and watch happen. I mean, and, and it's easy to forget, hey, there are very good coaches on that other sideline trying to prevent that to happen every single snap. <laughs> yeah. They can't do it. Yeah, yeah. They cannot do it. We'll get right back to David Johnson in this edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Cheney's Pharmacy and BNA Bank, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not Christmas time. It's football season, specifically Ole Miss football season. You want to be there, right? In the Grove, in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, cheering on the Rebels every single Saturday. The only way to do that is to make sure you're healthy, to take care of yourself, to have a pharmacy that you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the Rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there, hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221 or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at cheneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. And I, mean, I think, man, too, the really you know impressive I, thing is the collaborative effort of it. And it's you would think that with the egos that coaches have, that Elaine Kiffin and a Jeff Levy, there would be something. And we, and we don't know this. There probably has been moments. But the general picture here from the 10,000-foot view, when you watch them, there doesn't seem to be any acrimonious relationship to it at all. So this is really collaborative effort is unique in its own way because you don't see that typically because Lane Kiffin's an offensive head coach and he could have easily come in and done what we expected him to do. And this is his offense, but he's quick to point out this is every bit Jeff Lebby's offense too, and they work together. Yeah, he does have final say, but the way they've worked together, uh, I would argue it's the best pairing that Ole Miss has ever had offensively as far as head uh, coach and offensive it, coordinator. It, it, it's the best pairing since John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> you know, I've never I mean, seen that, Pulp Fiction. That, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. My brother said the same oh, thing to me, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, two hitmen. Look, man, they walk in the room, it's all business, and everybody's down. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're doing to, to opponents. And, you know, man – I hope we're not putting the cart before the horse, but I don't think we are. What part? Really what part are we? we what, are. What, what are you doing? How are we doing? The, what are we... The, the Alabama game. The Alabama game. Okay. I mean, I, I think this is, man, this is a team that ought to scare the daylights out of Alabama. And I think it is. I, I truly think it is. 
And it's, but you know, there's, there's so much on the line. We've talked about that. I mean, honestly, when we talk about Macarrow and the Heisman trophy, as long as he stays healthy, and Ole Miss goes into Tuscaloosa and wins, you wrap that joker up for Matt Corral. How That's big, great. I mean, how big is this game, Dan? How big is that for Ole Miss football historically to finally get a Heisman Trophy if if, if that happens? Well, Eli how big was would supposed it be for to Ole Miss win. Football to finally, well, yeah, he got messed over yeah. by the, uh, well, I, I don't know. I, not all the voters for the Heisman Trophy are scrupulous, if you ask me. But Jason uh, White, my ne- ass. Nevertheless, so much on the line, man. Uh, an SEC West title, possibly. I mean, look, you got to feel good about your chances if you're 1-0 leaving Tuscaloosa in the West because everybody else has got to play them. And, you know, they're the toughest outs you got in the West. There are a lot of tough outs. But, you know, and when and, and we look ahead a lot on this stuff, you know, and I hear a lot about the Arkansas game. Look, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I don't think the Arkansas game will be very difficult. I just don't. I don't. Um, I think but, Auburn's um, more challenging anyway, in my mind than Arkansas. Yeah, and you got to go to Auburn, and it's always tough to win at Auburn. Um, Ole Miss has had a lot of chances over there, but very few uh, success stories on the plains at Auburn. But uh, yeah, the, the West is tough, going to be, but you know, it's Alabama. You know, we, we can go ahead and christen this Alabama week, even though we're a week and a half away, because we don't play on Saturday. But um, so much to be proud of of this football team. And I know Caden Costa had a difficult night um, against Tulane. But, uh, you know, we talk about confidence. You've got confidence now in your kicking game. And that was a wet rug they were playing on out there. Tulane's kicker missed some stuff. Uh, I don't know how much that factored in. But, um, you know, we've seen the kid's leg and everything. So uh, you've got a little confidence in the kicking game, building confidence in your defense, and extreme confidence in the offense. So, uh, man, I, I'm just excited. I'm happy for Ole Miss fans, uh, one of which I am and have been since I was probably four years old. Uh, I'm 50 now. Uh, I feel the anguish of all these years. And then these little sudden bursts where, you know, you get to go to the Gator Bowl or whatever, and you think you're about there, and then the bottom falls out. I'm happy. For Ole Miss fans to be able to experience this this fall. Well, it's an interesting dichotomy for me in that you got the fans after we talk about Alabama last Tuesday freaking out. Oh no, can't look over Tulane. Can't look over Tulane, right? They're a good team that can beat you. And we're talking all about the big picture stuff. Ole Miss, this football team, these players, these coaches, they don't have that kind of reservation about them. They believe they're going to go win every single game they play. And I think that's I mean, every team's got to have confidence. Uh, we talk about that all the time, too. I mean, if you don't, uh, you're going to go in there going, oh, well, we might, we may be. I mean, you're going to get your ass kicked. This team goes in thinking – You know thinking where that confidence gonna... starts, though? Confidence starts with your head coach. Oh, yeah. Lane, Lane believes he's better than everybody, as he should. your head coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, he and Levy, John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, walking into a room. I mean, man, that's, that's just kind of how they operate. It's so cool. I don't have a better word for it. It's just cool and extremely fun to watch and, and amazing. I mean, I promise you there, there are defense coordinators all over the SEC going, you know, hey, I got 15, 20 minutes here. We don't play Ole Miss for the next four or five weeks, but let me see what the heck they're doing and what we can scratch up to try to slow that down. Nobody's done it yet. 
Well, I think it's the overwhelming competency of that pairing of Lane Kiffin and Jeff Levy that's the most refreshing if you're an Ole Miss fan. Because under Hugh Freeze, he and Dan Warner had a very strange relationship. Then Hugh just cans him, um, kind of putting the blame on Dan for no fault of his own. Hires Phil Longo. There's always been like something. You know what I mean? That's what I'm getting at. There's always been like something. Um, the case with Matt Luke was, okay, he's got to hire a new offensive coordinator. Him and Ross have a difference of opinion. He ends up hiring the AD's offensive coordinator. Doesn't get to make, There's always been something, it seems like. With these two, there's nothing. And you're talking about Lane Kiffin, well, who's always had some drama in his background, and it just not has not been dramatic in any single way. Well, they have a system in the broadest sense of the term, but they're not married to their system yeah. when it comes to what they're doing. You know, that's the thing about it. I mean, you know – you can go, okay, well, we're playing a, a spread offense this week. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Lane and Jeff Levy are not married to anything. They do stuff you're not expecting. I mean, you know, they get there the first with the most at the point of attack. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to watch. It truly is to watch those guys work and play calling. Well, let me ask you this. I promise you, too. Yeah. When we look back at this team – because we do this um, with those early freeze teams, how big of a recruit and signee Bo Wallace was. Who's going to be the Bo Wallace guy? Is that Matt Krause staying, not transferring out because there was a head coaching change? Like, well, who's going to be the guy that, oh, this had to happen because this happened that turned into this? Because with Bo, they had to win enough, and they did to get Rob and Laquan, and, you know, Tony Connor was coming regardless. I don't care what anybody says. But you get what I'm saying? Like, that was the big linchpin moment was Bo committing and signing and then becoming a competent yeah. quarterback. I mean, is, what are we going to look back with this team and say, all right, that was the moment. That was the guy. Yeah. You know, I've never been a big uh, believer in, you know, this five-star commits to the school and he's going to go out and get these three or four or five stars. I mean, recruiting is such an individual personal thing for these kids. I think with Lane and them is simply the air of the program, if you will. I mean, it is, it is the winning. Obviously, it all starts with winning, but it's how they're winning. You remember back when Freeze was here, and in, from a recruiting standpoint, Ole Miss suddenly, out of nowhere, become a destination place. Yeah. Every kid in the country wanted to take a visit here. I mean, we'd go out there to Freeze's elite camps on Friday nights. There was more talent out there than you would see at the Under Armour All-American game. It was nice. I mean, it's, it's just honestly the truth. Mm. It's coming back around to that again. But I don't think it's because of one guy that's going, you know what, I'm going to commit to Ole Miss and I'm going to work on these guys. I think it is the overall perception of the program, Ben. I mean, you know, they got some of the coolest uniforms in college football. That matters to kids. They got the coolest coach in college football. That matters to kids. And, uh, you know, even things like the like the Blue Delta jeans deal, you know. I mean, that kind of formulates a perception and the reality that Ole Miss is a destination place for these kids. It's a cool place to be. It's a great place to play football. And to top it all off, you know, I got a pretty good sense of the locker room. These kids are having fun. It wasn't always that way in the previous uh, regime here. These kids, I think, are, are skipping into the Manning Center every day. They're excited about what they're doing. They know the world is watching them, and and recruits pick up on those vibes that, hey, man, these guys are actually having fun playing football here. 
crazy. That's a big thing. What a, what a crazy it, idea. It, it, Have fun playing football. Yeah, because it's not that way everywhere. I assure you. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's the biggest thing Ole Miss has got going for it. And it is unique. I mean, come play football in a small town. And Oxford is a small town, relatively speaking, where you everybody knows your name. Okay, I don't care if you're the third team left guard. You're down on the square. Everybody knows who you are in this town. It is the biggest thing going on in this town, period. I mean, this is a football town. All of that wrapped up. And I mean, I talked to these recruits, and they're like, oh, I was down at the square. I couldn't believe they knew who I was. They know who you are here. That matters in recruiting. It is a perfect storm. Now, look, there's going to be all kind of junk out there about Lane Kiffin jumping the ship and going to other places. I do believe there are other places Lane would be interested in hearing out. But the people writing this stuff right now, and I think this is important to note, they don't understand this job. They don't understand Ole Miss. They don't understand Oxford. And therefore, they're just writing a bunch of junk. And and I was disappointed in our network this week who wrote a story about, is Lane Kiffin about to go back to USC? There are no indications of that at all. That's None. typical 247 copy desks just – latching on to something some tweet or something yeah. a lot of it's a lot of it's fantasy booking you know in wrestling where you always say, I, I really want to see stone cold versus yeah, john yeah, cena yeah, right, it, right. that's what a lot of this stuff is i mean it's not reporting it's not journalism yeah. not to say what we do is journalism but that's not it if what we do is that is not it but a lot of that is yeah. what's happening well, right well, now lane kiffin is proving maybe to himself that he can do anything he wants to do in his coaching profession right here at Ole Miss, okay? And, uh, you know, again, all this stuff, and it's going to increase as the season goes on. As they become more and more successful, there are going to be more writers from New York City or Los Angeles go, what the heck is he stuck over there in Podunk, Oxford, Mississippi, when he could be here, he could be there. He's not going to stay there. They don't know this job. Well, that's something that I've kind of pointed out a number of times, too, is that, you know, when Hugh Freeze started to become successful, especially on the recruiting trail, the first reaction nationally, and it was a broad reaction. Where is he going to go? No, it was more of how is he doing this at Ole Miss? How is this happening? Yeah, yeah. And they just latched on to that, and then the NCAA had a predetermined verdict and spent six years getting to that predetermined verdict. Here – you're seeing the same kind of success. Actually, you're seeing it at a higher level, a much higher level. And because it was expected with Lincoln, it's just funny how national narratives stick to a coach, to a school. With Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, it's completely viewed differently. With Hugh Freeze, it was, oh, they're cheating. They're cheating. They're cheating their asses yeah. off, and they're doing yeah. all this, that, and the other. Lane Kiffin is expected. And one thing that people aren't taking into account here when they factor in the other job question is that Lane Kiffin, there's no other job at this level. And Ole Miss is in the greatest conference in college football. There's no other program. I mean, Vanderbilt doesn't count because it doesn't hold a candle to Ole Miss. Other schools like that, yeah, he could get away with it there too. But here he has so much freedom. It's his program. At USC, it's not his program. At Texas, it's not his program. At wherever, just pick a school. 
LSU. It's not his program. At Ole Miss, he is the program, and he's winning at the highest level. There's going to be a temptation to want to go somewhere else, obviously, like a USC or whatever it might be. Not USC. He was fired on the damn tarmac. But there's going to be a temptation. But the fact that no one is considering the freedom that he has at Ole Miss and what he's allowed to do and full autonomy to run the program as he sees fit, you don't get that very many places. And Ole Miss is a unique position for Lane Kiffin, who's dealt with a lot in his past, to get that opportunity. And that can't be dismissed. Oh, no, no, no. That's a good point. I mean, this, again, people do not know this job. I mean, you look at a school, let's just say Texas, for instance. They've got everything, everything you could want. A huge fan base, a well-heeled fan base. Uh, Everything from a facility standpoint is right there for the University of Texas, but they can't win football games. Why? Well, because, you know, as uh, the word on the street is, you know, is, you know, you've got hundreds of people who are helping you run your program at the University of Texas yeah. meddling. And uh, it's a very difficult job, one of the toughest jobs in the country. I mean, right there in the heart of Texas, you know, arguably the best high school football state in America. No, it's not close. So you've got homegrown talent, kids that grow up wanting to be Longhorns. All the money that you could possibly spend, you can't win there. You can't win there. Is Sark going to win there? I, he's not right now, is he? I mean, so. Oh, Texas yeah, isn't back? I thought shot. Texas was back again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But 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 our point being here, I think, collectively is people outside of here don't understand here. They don't understand. That, number one, the priority and, and importance given to football here is ingrained in the culture. I mean, it, it just is. And it is the perfect storm to create a college football monster. And you might just have the right Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein to, to get it done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Look folks, I think, uh, you know, kind of paint yourself. I think we're watching a shift in paradigms and, and history being made right now. I do. I mean, and, and man, I, I'm not going to eat those words no matter what happens in Tuscaloosa. I've seen enough. I've seen enough this year. Now, this year is this year, and you got to do it again next year, which that schedule came out yesterday. And honestly, Ah, very nice, because I, I was about to touch schedule, on that. Man. Yeah. Hey, I see I see a, a possible 7-0, maybe even 8-0 start. I mean, you know, this is around here to stay for a little while, and whatever they do this year – they're going to be highly ranked going into next year, regardless of who's playing quarterback, which I think is an issue. I think that's something that is probably going to have to be addressed over the offseason through the transfer portal. But uh, just looking ahead, I mean, next year looks good too, guys. And uh, you know, just enjoy it, Ole Miss fans. Enjoy it. God knows. You've earned it. Yeah. I, I mean, we do. You just do. You deserve this. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Gloat on Saturdays. <laughs> I want to do, do a recruit check, but before we do, I want to cover the schedule. Um, you open with Troy, Central Arkansas, at Georgia Tech. This is the 2022 Ole Miss football schedule. Then it's Tulsa, Kentucky at Vanderbilt, Auburn at LSU at Texas A&M. Open date. I love the late open dates. Alabama in November at home at Arkansas, Mississippi State. So you're finishing with one, two, three, four, five, six straight SEC West opponents. But like like you said, I think the schedule sets up pretty favorably to start really, really hot. Question is who plays quarterback. And uh, it could be Luke Altmaier. Um, I I think he's the favorite right now. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if they go into the transfer portal and they'll have their pick of them. That's the thing. Um, a lot yeah, of people might be worried and about that's that. That's not an indictment no. on, on Luke Altmaier no. when I say transfer portal. I'm not saying that Luke Altmaier is not the future quarterback here. But um, I'm saying he might not be ready by 2022. Right. And, if, you know, if he's not, then somebody has to be. And uh, we all know there are going to be a lot of really good quarterbacks in the transfer portal. And, um, you know, so. But think if Ole Miss finishes like we think he can and Matt Crowell does what we think he's going to do, continues on this pace, they're going to have their pick. It's going to be the most appealing job for a transfer quarterback. They're going to be guys that are going to want to come here. Go find any backup quarterback or G5 quarterback that's successful right now, and they're going to want to come to Ole Miss based off of what's happening right now that you're watching every single Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not going to be hard to pull a big name guy out of the transfer portal and throw him into the mix. And I just think that's going to happen again. Luke Altmaier may win the job, but I think he's going to have to compete against the guy they're going to pull in from the portal. Yeah. Ken K. Den's not going to factor in on that. You know, um, I like Kincaid. I I mean, he's a backup. Yeah, I do too. Like his dad, great family. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you you would have hoped he'd have made a bigger jump by now. Maybe he will. Maybe he will over the off season. Uh, we'll we'll just have to see how it plays out. But we have a quarterback right now. His name is Matt Corral. Yes, sir. And um, man, I may get to go to New York City and cover Heisman ceremony. I'm I'm kind of. I'm going with you. What the hell? I'm I'm just going to go and be like your videographer. Me and you, me and you in New York City. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can't bring Chuck because Chuck won't go to bed at six o'clock. Yeah. yeah, No. 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 And I I get us a free room, man. I can get us a free room with Hilton, and we'll just go and have a big old time. It'd be great. I've been to conventions with Chuck, and uh, Chuck Chuck's gone by six o'clock. Yes, he is. Yeah, and he's in his room That's chilling, it. like he's. Yeah, 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 in his room. Yeah, definitely. By six, There's six none of that Parrish offered stuff. Like Parrish will just disappear and go. Like where where'd Parrish go? And then he'll pop up on the street somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. Chuck's gone back to his room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then he may call you at four thirty the next morning. One of those want to get breakfast. Yeah. Hey, uh, you want to go to sausage? Man, I just went to sleep, Chuck. Like, well, I've been asleep for like an hour. How are you doing? All right, I want to do a recruit check real quick. All right, all right. That that's a deal. Ben and I are both going to go to New York City for the Heisman ceremony. For now, um, though, we're going to do a recruit we're, check. We're going to do a recruit check. Check it. Check it. Recruit check. It's time now for another recruit check brought to you by Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now. I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in. I can't say enough good things about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. I myself have bought multiple cars, and it's been the best car buying process to possibly go through. When you go up there, ask for Byron or Mason. Make sure to tell them the Talk of Champions sent you and take advantage of any one or more of the services. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. To find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep, it's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. So, David, are we on commitment watch right now? Yeah, I think in a lot of uh, quarters. Uh, you're on commitment watch right now. I mean, uh, uh, you can't win without recruiting and you can't recruit without winning. And and what we're seeing play out here, Ben, is the first part of that equation. The Rebels are winning. Therefore, uh, the recruits are knocking on the door, man. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I think, uh, I think you got Justin Martin, the quarterback out in California that uh, just decommitted from Cal yesterday right after his official visit to Ole Miss, follow the visits. Okay. That's the old recruiting mantra. If a kid comes to a place and takes his official goes home and decommits from where he was, it tells you a lot. I think Justin Martin is on the verge of committing to be an Ole Miss rebel. Quinshawn Judkins, a running back out of Alabama. Everybody thinking Auburn, everybody thinking Notre Dame. And then all of a sudden the whole vibe was, man, he's, he's going to go to Ole Miss. He's going to Ole Miss. I love this kid. This is a five foot eleven, two hundred pound kid. Probably after he gets in the weight room, he's going to be probably playing two fifteen, two twenty. Power back, kind of, kind of, kind of snoop Connor a little bit. Um, you know, kind of, kind of reminds me of that. You always need one of those on your football team. Um, and then you know, there's some wild speculation out there that Ole Miss uh, has kind of kicked the door down for Stone Blanton who is very much uh, a long time been considered a, a Mississippi State lean, but Blanton has been up in Oxford a whole lot lately. Uh, he's a baseball player as well. And um, I see that our very own uh, Yancey Porter's actually crystal balled him to Ole Miss Ooh. as of yesterday. Yeah, so right now Blanton's crystal ball reads 94% to Mississippi State and 5.9% to Ole Miss, right. courtesy of Yancey. But uh, there is a little, I think there is a little uh, fire behind the smoke there. Um, most everybody uh, is still kind of on the fence that he's going to go to Mississippi State. Um, just uh, just strong ties there. But, you know, you, you got to, you're comparing apples and oranges to the two football programs right now. I mean, you know, and it, it's so funny how quickly things change, but Ole Miss is, 
football program is in a much better place than Mississippi State's football program. And that matters to kids too. So, you know, Stone Blanton certainly one to keep a keep a watch on. Uh there's uh there's there's good stuff happening. I I mean, you know, again, don't be surprised by it because you're winning football games on national TV and these talking heads are talking about your quarterback winning the Heisman trophy. <laughs> there's no surprise that they're doing great in recruiting. Yeah. Um you know, and, and oh my goodness, you know, if they were to knock off Alabama, they come home next week, play Arkansas. I feel like a high school All-American event in terms of the recruits that are going to be barreling into Oxford. And, uh, and you know what, I, I, man, regardless of what happens in Tuscaloosa, this Arkansas game ought to be a hard sellout. You know, Ole Miss fans kind of got cheated last Saturday night with Tulane in the weather. And, how and they really showed out, even with all the bad stuff that's happened. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt. I was so proud of the student section. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm setting up in the comfort of the press box, probably eating a cookie and, 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 and staying warm and dry. And I look out there in the student section, and there are little, literally 10,000 students there during a two-hour rain delay. And dude, they didn't leave. And kudos to whoever thought about, hey, let's bring this DJ in. I was, I was a DJ. Brilliant. I was, I was thinking, what, you know, I'm old and, 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 you know, past my prime. I crotchety, crotchety yeah, a little bit. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to a football game to watch football. Now you're throwing some DJ up in the stands. What, what is, what are we doing here? I'll tell you what they, what they were doing. They're keeping those students there. They, they stayed, they rocked, they partied. And I mean, the guy's pretty good. As a matter of fact, our own Tyler Comis is about to get an assignment to do a story on the DJ. Oh, and, um, sweet. How about that? I'm, that's, about I, that? I, I yeah, did not talked, know this. I learned this as you did. That's actually really cool. I like that. I like that story. I did. Yeah, we, we talked about this in the press box Saturday night. It's like, you know, man, what a, what a bi-week sidebar that would be, um, you know, because I, I read the comments on the message board. People like me, old people are going to the stadium and now they're going, you know, Hey, that DJ thing's pretty, pretty good idea. Yeah, Not so bad. And I mean, yeah, just looking at it from afar, it worked, man. I mean, man, I was like, okay, halftime is raining. Everybody's soaking wet. These kids aren't coming back. They did. They came back after halftime. They really didn't go anywhere. And, you know, again, getting back to Lane Kiffin, how smart is he? He notes that in the press conference. First thing out of his mouth. Just, man, I, I can't believe these students, man. They sit out there in the rain and waited for us for two hours, and we went down there, and they did. The team went down there to personally thank the student section after the game. It's little things like that. Little things. Well, he cut that yeah. promo with John Rice Plumley during the rain delay. That stuff matters, man. Yeah. Yeah, That it, it's it's a, a marketing age for sure. But, you know, yeah, I, I know people complain about the concession stands, and I don't know what to say about them. I don't go down there and then – and getting the concession line, but you know, hopefully they were better for the Tulane game. Um, I haven't seen a lot of uh, complaints about that, but brilliant move by Keith Carter to sign off on. Yeah, let's fly this DJ in. Do you know he's from California? I had no idea. Apparently they're apparently they're flying him in. Oh, and these, wow. these are things I want to know about. You know, when Tyler does his story on this guy and uh, and how this process came about, but. Yeah, we're in the press boxes. They were flying in men from California. It's working. I mean, it's working. The guy's good. Party in the sip stuff, man. Marketing matters. Yeah. It works. 
the the whole well, party. Enjoy your football team. Yeah, enjoy your football team. But the whole party aspect of it has really taken with Ole Miss crazy. It's like it was sitting there staring you in the face, the Grove and how Ole Miss fans love to party and that kind of stuff. And then folding that into the football atmosphere, nuts, crazy how that works. Yeah, and it, and it, it benefits the, the, the town of Oxford. I mean, you know, I can tell you last week, you know, from Thursday on, traffic was was terrible all over town. Restaurants were full all over town. Everybody buying gas all over town. Everybody shopping down on the square. It's just a terrible thing, right? You know, those are the kind of annoyances us locals, I guess, are <laughs> more than glad to put up with when this football team is winning, man. And you know, you know who's about to, 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 to just hit big? The real estate people. Oh, my God. They're going to hit big. All of a sudden, you've got a nationally prominent football team you know, you, you roll Arch Manning in. That's what I was about to say. Team? Okay, just just wait oh, and see. Yeah. If Arch commits on top of this, oh my God. Yeah. I mean I mean I mean the, the city of Oxford's gonna be putting new parks up and yeah. you know, bridge walks. There's a I mean look, it's good. It's good for everything here. And it is booming. Absolutely booming. Excitement is buzzing. Look, man. I love Matt Luke. I think everybody knows that. Everybody knows that that I was a Matt Luke supporter. I'm a Matt Luke supporter right now. But it was so obviously time. It was just it was so obviously time. Yeah. But Keith Carter did did exactly what he had to do. Mm -hmm. What he had to do. And this is why he did it. And uh, everybody's reaping the benefits of it. And uh, man, you know, just just enjoy it. I am. I'm enjoying it. Oh, I can tell. I can tell. This is the the most fired up I've listened to you, and I talk to you every single day. But this is the most fired up I've I've heard you in quite some time about almost football. Well, I mean, you know, why not be? I mean, good Lord knows. I remember celebrating the six and five years and going to the Independence Bowl and being so excited. I remember going to that and, hotel and at- in Cincinnati and sitting there and waiting for guys to come out of boardrooms. Oh. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's just been, look, I remember, look, I was, I think I was 18, 19 years old. That was 20. The 91 Gator Bowl. It's 91, right? Michigan, oh, yeah. My dad was there. Years. Yep. Oh my God. So I was a young guy. So it was, it was New Year's Eve or no, no, it was New Year's Day. It almost it scored first, right? Yeah. So go. Uh, anyway, look, man, on New Year's Eve, I partied until about 4 a.m. And, you know, I was so wasted. And, um, I was, but that game, I remember being kicked off at like 10 a.m. Central time. No, I don't. I was five. I don't, I don't remember that. Well, it was 10 a.m. So anyway, oh man, I feel old now. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm drunk, but I'm still, you know. I'm like, I gotta set my alarm for 9:30, man. I've got to get up and watch the Rebels play at 10 a.m. Set my alarm at 9:30. Oh, terrible hangover, terrible headache. Remember now, I'm 19, 20. I'm 19 actually, 19. And uh, so I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was having a good time. And I mean, I'm so excited. I mean, I'm getting up and I'm puking and I'm taking Tylenol and I'm drinking, I don't know, tomato juice or whatever the hell. Some kind of some kind of hangover remedy, and I, but I'm I'm good I'm good. The Rebels are coming home. We're in the Gator Bowl, Billy Ball. We're fisting and beating Michigan. Oh God, 
dang, worst three and a half hours of my life. But they scored first. They scored first, though. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 So for a brief moment, you thought, ah, here we go. Yeah, so that's why. You know, it's moments like that. I'm enjoying. Look, it was a chance for a 10-win season, too. We were nine and two. Mm -mm -mm. We were going to win 10 games. We were going to be in the top 10. Until they didn't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The, The Tennessee game at the Liberty Bowl that year. You know, Ole Miss is, 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 is just a whisper away from going to Sugar Bowl and to beat Tennessee. Tom Luke, quarterback on that team, part-time, Rush Owls. He and Rush Owls split the quarterback and duties. You know, that's that all culminates for not only me, but for you guys, the fans. The fans. Enjoy it. That's the, that's the message today. Enjoy this. Embrace it. Take it all in. I mean, you know, I, I, it's funny. I get on the message board sometimes, and, you know, it's like seconds after the two-lane game, there's a thread on there of, oh, my God, who's going to play quarterback for us next year? <laughs> Come on, enjoy this, man. I mean, look, they'll have a quarterback next year. They'll figure I it out. I assure you of that. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to figure it out. Enjoy this, man. That's I mean, funny. Golly, this is a special, special – season that could play out here and i believe it is all anyway, right gotta get to ben brown now for his front line view he's david johnson at rebels 247 on twitter we both write for the Omaha spirit omspirit.com and a fleet of 247 sports if you haven't already subscribed Burt review talk of champions and itunes and when you do leave a five-star review it doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars or wherever you get your podcast you simply search talk of champions thank you buddy i appreciate it yep how to tidy y'all the Modern Woodman phone line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman. Let's make a difference together. Ben Brown's Frontline View is brought to you by my bookie and Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. Winning season has started off hot, but my bookie's continuing to crank up the heat with a $50,000 survivor contest. Whether you're a new or existing customer, if you've made a deposit with my bookie, you'll earn an entry into the $50,000 Survivor Contest absolutely free. To play, all you have to do is pick one winner a week to keep your streak alive and have a shot at the grand prize. Start off strong with the Ravens pick against the Lions, and the Lions haven't beaten Baltimore since Lamar Jackson was in second grade, or ride a hungry Steelers squad looking to get back to their historical dominance over the Bengals. Either way, it's simple to play and win even if you don't have a ton of betting experience, which is why I always choose MyBookie for NFL contests. Head to MyBookie.ag now and get in on the competition and use my promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, to receive double your first deposit and get instant access to the $50,000 Survivor Pool. Again, that's promo code TOC, Talk of Champions, TOC, to instantly double your first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement or if you're ever going to actually be able to retire? Well, if so, give my friend Thomas Chandler at Modern Woodman a call. Thomas specializes in retirement and investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. And Modern Woodman offers anything you could possibly need from mutual funds to employee benefits to college savings plans and even a 1% guaranteed annuity. Give Thomas a call at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And start taking control of your future today. That's Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. He's Ben Brown, Ole Miss offensive lineman. And Ole Miss is 3-0 after absolutely beating up on Tulane 61-21. Ben, what's going on, man? How you doing? 
Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. So this week is the bye week. Are you really feeling a bye week, though, the way y'all kind of put it on Tulane? Um, you know, absolutely. I mean, we're still practicing hard and all that. We're getting after it, uh, doing some more game plan stuff tomorrow and on Thursday. Uh, but, no, we're still practicing hard. We're uh, getting ready for Bama and everything, so trying to correct all our mistakes from the game and all that. So, One thing Bradley Sal, my co-host of the post-game show, the Blue Delta Jeans post-game show, said was when he was playing – when they were rolling really well, he didn't like to have the bye week. He'd prefer to just keep going. Where do you stand on that? Um, you know, I, I kind of feel similar. I think there's, you know, pros and cons to it, kind of like you just said right there. Uh, we've, been, we've been rolling pretty well on both sides of the ball these past three games. So uh makes it a little bit tricky having a bye week, you know, so early on. But, I mean, it's good for us as well because, you know, get another week to prep against Alabama and also, you know, kind of get our bodies right and ready for you know some conference play so what was the plan for Tulane um you know just to be able to establish the run game defense makes a lot of stops and you know since it was raining so bad we knew that uh it'd be on us up front to you know get the job done and everything and uh get the run game going and so that's what we try to focus on early on then it opened up some big plays for Matt downfield so what do y'all do during that rain delay uh, you know, it was weird, honestly. Uh, the only time I've ever had a rain delay like that in my career was, I don't know if you remember this, but in 2018, mm-hmm. we played uh, Kent State. And uh, we had like a, I think it was 11 a.m. kickoff, and we didn't finish till like 6 o'clock because I think we had a three-hour rain delay. Um, but it was weird, though, because it was during the game. So it was like, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, and we were only up like 10 points. Um, so, you know, they – they thought that they were still in the ball game and everything like that, so they they didn't want to give up. So we we just waited it out and we finished real late that night. But it was different because you know the game hadn't started yet. So I mean we're you know doing our pregame stretch and all of that, and then they said, hang on, you know hour delay right here, thirty minute delay right here. But we thought it was all inevitable that we'd play, you know. So I think everyone was ready to play and all that. So so was it just a lot of hanging around? There was no coach O taking y'all in there practicing you during a rain delay <laughs> not not quite no uh coach Kiffin knows how to take care of us and everything so uh you know we were just off our feet so I'm just trying to make sure we're still hydrating and eating and all that and uh getting ready to play some ball so just a lot of you know just kind of sitting and waiting you know uh we still warmed up and everything and all that uh but it was weird you know going from you know expecting to have you know seven o'clock kickoff and all of a sudden, we're not playing until 9 p.m., you know. Um, it was a little bit different. The students have really shown up for y'all, and they stayed during that rain delay. I mean, I think we're seeing a little bit of a a little bit of a changing of the guard as far as students and, and staying and being involved and being really uh, into the game. Have you kind of seen that change too? Absolutely. I mean, I was, you know, I was not expecting, frankly, a ton of people out there after, you know, it was raining cats and dogs outside. There was lightning and everything. We come out, you know. Rebel Nation is still out there. The student section still rocking like <laughs> it's still pregame, but it had been pregame for three hours, you know. So, I mean, that was a really cool sight to see just how, you know, involved our student section has been and, you know, how devoted they've been to, you know, staying all 60 minutes. So, uh, that's great for us players and for the coaches as well, seeing all that support. Well, they got their extended version of their pregame, Ben. That's what they got. something like that yeah i gotta stay hype and all that kind of stuff so the game got away from Tulane really early because y'all put it on them offensively i think you scored if memory serves 
nine of 12 possessions in the first half, maybe 10 of 12 and touchdowns in six of your first eight. What were they giving y'all that you could see that y'all could have success? Um, you know, they're kind of just showing some of the same stuff they showed on tape. Uh, you know, some guys sometimes getting out of gap on their D line or linebackers over playing uh, certain runs. So, I mean, that, that kind of opened up some stuff for us in the run game. And then, like I said, once, you know, they had to start playing the run, that really opened up everything downfield for all the wide receivers to make, you know, those 60-yard touchdown plays that you saw. Going over the film, what was the film breakdown? What did you take away from it? Um, you know, still got still got uh, some improvement we got to do. Uh, you know, it's a great win. I think this is the first time my career I've been 3-0, and so – you know, that's obviously very exciting. And, uh, you know, the big thing for us this bye week is just, you know, making corrections that, you know, that that we shouldn't make maybe in the game that we made here and there um, this week, you know, just kind of focusing on ourselves, but also, you know, focusing on the opponent as well. So today was really like correcting a lot of stuff, doing a lot of good on good work. And tomorrow we'll probably have some more scout team periods and, and all that stuff. Number one in the country in total offense after the first three games and another stat that really stuck out to me, Pro Football Focus comes out and says 36% of y'all's pass attempts have gone for 15-plus yards. By every available metric, y'all are doing work. Y'all are putting up huge numbers. But, of course, I know you're going to say, oh, there are things we need to work on. What are those things when you're putting up video game numbers? Uh, just, man, just little things, really. I mean, little things we know that uh, you're not going to be able to get away with, you know, versus some of these really good teams like Alabama and some of these other tough SEC opponents we're going to have because, I mean, football is a game of ventures, especially in the SEC. I mean, every single little detail matters. So, uh, you know, just being hypercritical of ourselves and, you know, just being ready for some very tough opponents on our schedule, you know. From an offensive line standpoint, what little things are we talking about? Um, some technique things. Uh, some technique things that we kind of struggle with some of the game, myself included. Uh you know, and sometimes communication here and there. Uh, but overall, I thought we did well. What was up with the false starts for Orlando Umana? Man, they were they were making move calls. <laughs> really? They were making move calls, and they weren't moving a guy. Um, yeah, so that that's a little bit tough, you know, because technically that's a penalty if they make a move call, but the rest were trying to stay on the field. No, they're – Someone's moving whenever they make the move calls. That's not a penalty. So, you know, whatever the ref says, that's what goes. So you, you can't argue with a ref. If a player argues with a ref, you know, 99% of the time you're going to lose that argument. So you just strap it up and keep going. You've been in that position before playing center. How difficult is that, though, in game to kind of keep on schedule and to do what you need to do when calls like that are being made and not being called by the officials? Um, You know, it's difficult, especially in our offense, because, you know, you're going so fast and, there can be times where you're more tensed up at center because, you know, you're rocking and rolling. You run a play, and five seconds later, you're running a play again. So, I guess, you know, just being locked in, you know, focusing. Um, but it's, it's much easier said than done. I've been in that position before. It, it is not an easy task uh, to do. So, Have y'all started looking forward to Alabama? Absolutely. You know, we've uh, – players kind of uh, on our own time, we've been coming in and – watching film and stuff collectively as an offense and as a unit we'll be uh kind of watching it more um but today was really about corrections from the game and all that and you know working on ourselves but uh players and coaches independently have already been watching a lot of tape on them and uh just getting ready man getting ready for a big one what do you see in alabama 
they're a team that plays hard and physical, obviously. I mean, every single year they are. I mean, they're a very well-coached group, and they like to do a whole lot of stuff on defense. Um, we'll just have to play with our eyes on the offensive line and just be able to identify what they're giving us. That way that uh, we can play fast and efficient, and everyone will be on the same page. Y'all are going to be playing at 2.30, the CBS game, the national spotlight. Jerion comes out on Tuesday and says, I don't believe, quote, there's anybody that can beat us. How do you feel? Um, I think we're a very dangerous football team, just like everyone sees. I think that you know we're dangerous on both sides of the ball. We've got the nation's best quarterback back there, an elite group of wide receivers, running backs, offensive line. So, uh, you know, we just have to do our job. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter who we play, whether that's Tulane or whether that's Alabama. You know, we, we have a standard and job we're going to try to accomplish every single game. You kind of touched on something I wanted to bring up, and that's this is the first time in your career that you're 3-0. and And now in two weeks, once the bye week is gone, you're going to get Alabama in Tuscaloosa, 2.30 on CBS. You went through a lot of lean years, some tough years. You've been in Ole Miss Rebel your entire life, well before you put on some football pads. So now that you're getting this opportunity and to get to this place, considering where Ole Miss was, how special is it to you? You know, it's very special, obviously. I feel like right now uh, we're kind of in control of our own destiny. I feel like uh, we're playing to our potential right now, and I think that's a big point of emphasis for us in the off season. you know, because last year I thought we had some great games, but there there were times that we didn't always play fully to our potential every single game. So uh, I feel like, you know, we're playing to our potential now. And uh, I think everyone understands, you know, what all is on the line with this game because, you know, it, it obviously is the next game, you know. So I think everyone understands and is locked in on that, the importance of this game. When you absolutely dominate an opponent like y'all did Tulane, what's the post-game locker room like? Uh, I mean, there's nothing like a winning locker room, I'll tell you that. Uh, being able to go in a locker room 3-0 is just an unbelievable feeling. I mean, that's a feeling I haven't had my whole career being 3-0 at this point. Um, man, it's just exciting, you know, being able to celebrate with your brothers after a hard-fought victory. Um, and just trying to dominate every phase of the game. So, uh, you know, coming in the locker room after a win like that is obviously uh, very exciting and makes us feel good. Yeah, and Matt said after that game, after the Tulane game, he's never been on a team like this and how much he loves his teammates and just the camaraderie that y'all have. How has that been built, do you think? Yeah, I think that's just been built with, you know, having some leaders on this team. I, I feel like we have multiple people that are leaders on this football team. I feel like it's more than just one person. I feel like, there's leaders in, on offense, defense, and special teams, multiple leaders. So I think that makes it special because you've got guys that hold people to a certain standard that has to be met, but also, you know, help enforce it every single day, even if we don't want to. So uh, I think that's important. And I think also, too, I mean, we, this, these players that we have on our team right now, a lot of us have, have played a lot of ball. And so a lot of us are older players now. So we've experienced a lot of the highs and a lot of the lows. And, you know, we've we've just got a chip on our shoulders for this football season. My buddy Nick Suss, who covers Ole Miss for the Jackson Clarion Ledger, he had a great fun fact that he put out. Uh, Matt Corral has accounted for 14 touchdowns in his first three games among the last 10 Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. Only Lamar Jackson accounted for more touchdowns in their first three starts. Is he QB1 in college football right now? He is definitely QB1, 100%. And I've asked you this every single week. Is he a Heisman candidate? It seems yeah. like he's the Heisman <laughs> yeah. front runner yeah, at this he point. He's the Heisman. I know it's rat poison and all that, <laughs> but it feels like he's like the Heisman front runner right now. It's not particularly close. <laughs> he's, he's playing outstanding right now. He is playing at an elite level, 
and uh, that's helping us, our entire football team, out tremendously. It's why our offense is clicking the way it is. Um, Matt is just a phenomenal football player, and he's a great leader, too. So that's why we're seeing a lot of the success right now. The question is, what does he do for his offensive lineman to say thank you? Well, he takes us out to eat every single week. Oh, and just last week he took us to. Uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> he he takes care of his offensive linemen. Trust me. Uh, his relationship, our relationship, though, line with Matt is phenomenal, outstanding. I mean, he's just a great guy. I mean, just last week he took us to Jinsei Wings, the Sardino line, and I mean, I got twenty-four wings. <laughs> Woo! I was thinking to say, so, is there a price limit yeah. here? Because if there's not, man, you are some big old boys. <laughs> Well, it was 50-cent wing Wednesday. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. All right. But 24, man. Okay, what's the most wings you've put down in one city? Uh, I would say last year we had an O-line dinner on a Thursday. I think it was one of the first ones we did last season. And uh, we just got some – I think it was either Wingstop or Southern Coots. And uh, we were at Hamilton Hall in Jalen Cunningham's apartment. It was all the O-line there. And I put down about 30, but I think Jeremy James, if I remember this correctly, I think he put down almost 50 wings. Oh my and God. And I said, Hey, Jeremy, I was like, Jeremy, are you, are you full? He's like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess <laughs> <laughs> like, just such a Jeremy. Uh, you're going to feel it later, buddy. Just you're going to feel that later. <laughs> you know, my favorite order ever in college was ordering coop de Ville and getting lemon pepper wings. Okay. You got to order. Oh, yeah. You got to order one particular set of wings. You only get one order. What's the fire wings you're ordering? Lemon pepper for sure. God, I do yes. also like, I love lemon pepper, but also I, I don't always eat Buffalo wild wings. But when I do, I love their Asian zing. You know, just, I, I like a little spice on mm. my food. So yeah. Uh, yeah. for sure some Asian zing mixed in there always helps. But uh, my go-to is definitely lemon pepper. So. You get it. You get it. Man, Coupe DeVille, you need to help sponsor this podcast right now because, heck, we're giving I you do. some free <laughs> advertising, man. We're hooking you up. Give us some free Coupe DeVille, man. It's my spot. I love that place. All right, so the rest <laughs> of the week, um, you mentioned kind of what you're doing. What will the weekend be like? Will you be watching football? What, what will you kind of do this weekend? Um, so we'll practice tomorrow and on Thursday. I'd imagine on Friday we, we'll probably have an open – Friday, Saturday, we'll probably have an open weight room. Um but Saturday we'll we'll have off, I think. So uh, yeah, just kind of enjoy the Saturday. Uh, take it easy, watch some football, and just uh, you know get our mind ready for this big game. So just just kind of enjoy this Saturday, and hopefully see my family if I have a chance. Um, you know, just kind of take it easy before the long haul of the season picks up. Yeah, as a player, you're wired to prepare for a game on Saturday. So when you don't have one, how weird is it on that Saturday? It's weird. I will say it is weird, especially when you see everyone else playing. But I would say the weirdest, though, was last year when we had, you know, the SEC schedule. And we only had technically one bye week, but we ended up having two or three extra bye weeks just because, you know, COVID. So I'd say that was weird because it felt like, when are we even playing again, you know? Because, I mean, we played LSU like, you know, a week before Christmas or mm. something like that or 10 days before Christmas. So, uh that that was definitely the weird time. I guess a normal bye week, it doesn't feel that that weird, you know, because we're still getting after it in practice and everything. So it still kind of feels like a normal game week other than, you know, not playing on Saturday and going to the hotel and everything. Uh, but last year was weird, definitely. As far as self-evaluating yourself through three weeks, how have you graded yourself? Um, you know, I've, I've thought I've done a lot of things well, um, but I also think there's room for improvement for myself. Uh, you know, I think there's some things that I can be doing better. 
um, but just trying to leave it out there every play. So, what are those things for you when you're at this point in your career? You know everything. You know what you're supposed to do. You know your assignments and everything like that. So, what areas do you identify? Okay, this is where I can get better. Because at this point, aren't you kind of what you are? If that makes sense. Right. Absolutely. Uh, once you get older, usually uh, you're hammered down on the assignments pretty well for the most part. Uh, really, it just comes down to uh, you know just technique, especially on the offensive line, is just such a critical factor in play, and uh, you know it's just hugely important. So. I feel like just, you know, on certain plays, clean up my technique and everything. That way I'll uh, be able to dominate more often. So, Any teams in particular you look forward to sitting on your couch and watching this weekend? Man, honestly, I <laughs> I don't even know who's playing this week. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's how uh, – I, I guess that's, you know, the grand scheme of college football. I locked in on a week-to-week basis. Uh, I frankly don't even know who plays this week, but I know there'll be some SEC games on, so I'll be watching those. <laughs> Do you watch some Sunday NFL games? Because Royce played on Sunday, had a great game. He's starting for the Packers. Do you pay attention to just particular games, particular players, like former teammates? Like, how do you watch football? Um, yeah, I really don't watch a ton of NFL football, but I do keep up with my former teammates, especially Royce. I mean, Royce has done a phenomenal job coming in there as a rookie and, you know, starting at right guard. Uh, he's done very, very well. Um, and I know they're excited about having him up there in Green Bay. He's just, he's an elite player. And, uh, it's just, it's crazy kind of seeing, you know, former teammates like that, Sean, you know, like AJ and DK, I was teammates for them, with them for two years, but also someone who I was super close to like Royce, you know, that was a year older than me and we practiced and played together side by side. So, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of surreal and crazy to think about like, wow, one of my best friends that I played college football with for four years is starting right guard for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, he's got Aaron Rodgers behind him, you know. Different. Yeah, future Hall of Famer. Yeah. One of the greatest. yeah, that's a guy you're used to seeing. Then, oh, there's Royce. That's got to be very strange. All right, every single time we do a frontline view, we close out with kind of Ben Brown's offensive line school. What are you teaching us today? Um, you know, I don't know if I taught this already, but I guess one of the biggest things for offensive line play is stance. So uh, one of the most important things whenever you're an offensive lineman is making sure you have a good stance. So you want to make sure when you're in your stance, you want to be shoulder-width apart. You want to have your weight evenly distributed. And uh, you want to have, whenever you fire off the ball, you want your first step to be quick and fast and your second step to be powerful. And whenever you're firing off the ball, you want to block low to high. That way that you can engage your hips and strike your hands tight on the defender. That way you can utilize all your strength. He's Ben Brown, Ole Miss offensive lineman, for another edition of Frontline View. And when we talk again, it'll be Alabama week. I'm fired up. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you all. I appreciate it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.